This Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer. Are you tired of spinning your wheels, running in circles, trying to make progress with your career in entertainment and the arts? Well, this is the podcast that will change your life. Each week, we'll share strategies and techniques you can use to achieve more by working better and more effectively so you can reach your goals faster without having to work harder. Hi, I'm Gordon Firemark, and this is More Better Faster. All right, everybody, welcome back to another episode of More Better Faster, where we are sharing success strategies for the show business professionals, the creative entrepreneur in you. And, uh, you know, you know that success comes with its own challenges. And among them, there's this idea that more money brings more problems or bigger money brings bigger problems. And while I disagree with that kind of limiting belief, I do see people struggling with their financial issues at really all levels of, uh, of success, whether they're just starting out in their careers or as their success has grown or, or gotten to a pinnacle of things. Even uh, there is some truth to this idea that, that uh, with money comes, uh, well, what is it with Spider-Man, right? Uh, with great power comes great responsibility. Same, same is true with money, right? <laughs> much is given, much is required. Right? Exactly. <laughs> so I thought I would bring a guest onto the show to take a, a uh, little time to discuss this with the expert's perspective. And my guest today is Carlton Cofield. Carlton is uh, the owner of uh, and, and lead advisor at Cofield Advisors, LLC. He's a certified public accountant and a personal financial specialist who has dedicated his career to helping creative entrepreneurs thrive. He started Cofield Advisors because he believes in entrepreneurship and wanted to give creative entrepreneurs access to a one-stop shop for financial and tax services. Welcome to the show, Colton. Thanks for having me, Gordon. And um, just for clarity's sake, uh, I go by Cofield. It's my last name. is way easier for, to pronounce than my first name. So uh, <laughs> that's what I named the firm after that. So everything's fine. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Cofield it is. So tell us a little bit about yourself and Cofield Advisors. Yeah. Um, so a little bit about me. So I'll just go up on my story and kind of how I got into yeah. what I do. So yeah, I grew up in Chicago, as we talked about before. Um, I had a unique story because my, my mother passed when I was in high school mm. and my father passed when I was in high school as well. So I kind of had to put myself through everything, which kind of gave me like this, you know, the, the grindy entrepreneur in me early. Um, but I put myself through college, um, started working in public accounting. And then worked in investment management where, you know, it was just making both these people more wealthy. So it wasn't that fulfilling for me. But then I moved over into starting my own firm, which since I've done that, my life had to spiral into um, personal growth, professional growth, and um, just purpose. So um, that's kind of how I got started. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And, and um, choosing this niche of uh, creative entrepreneurs, where'd that come from? Yeah, so it's pretty a crazy story. So I always loved entrepreneurs and entrepreneurship because I just love anybody that says, hey, uh, this is what I love to do and I'm just going to go do it for the rest of my life, right? I love that. And um, one thing that they don't understand though is that when they make that decision, it comes to extreme financial and tax complexities mm-hmm. that they didn't see coming, right? So I knew I wanted to serve entrepreneurs. I just didn't know what type, right? That's not, that's not a niche per se. So I never forget, I spoke at, event uh, hosted by YCA and that's Young Chicago Authors. So mm-hmm. it's a Chicago organization about 
authors, TV writers, and things. And I gave a presentation just about general, what I thought was general financial topics. And their head was like on the ceiling. They had no idea what I was talking about. And I really um, got a chance to explain the things and hear what their problems were. So after doing that presentation, you know, I kind of thought to myself, what better uh, type of entrepreneur to help than a creative entrepreneur? Because not only do they have all the entrepreneur stuff to worry about, since they're naturally creative, money kind of gives them anxiety. So if I can bring peace to that part of them, how much greater could they be up to? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Okay. And um, when we talk about creative entrepreneurs, what does that, um, you know, I don't think most entrepreneurs think of themselves necessarily as creatives and most creatives probably don't think of themselves as entrepreneurs. Certainly folks in show business, they're looking, you know, they're, they're going from job to job, but you and I have talked about this a little bit. They are entrepreneurial, aren't they? Yes. And I think the, the quicker that they start viewing themselves as such, the more power they will ultimately have. Because uh, I think, you know, we start here entrepreneur, you think of this like slick hair hot show that's like starting six businesses on the side. When honestly, <laughs> I think of entrepreneur, entrepreneurs, anybody getting paid as such. And what we're talking about is paid as a 1099 contractor where they're paying you in a fashion where they're not taking taxes or helping you organize your money in any way, shape, mm-hmm, or form. Mm-hmm. And that can create a lot of heartache. So when it comes to creatives and that's in moving you know, to TV writers, movie writers, public figures, whatever, the quicker they start understanding that they are an entrepreneur, the quicker they can start treating themselves as such and start saving on tax purposes and all that type of jazz that we can kind of get into. Yeah, a little I, bit. I often uh, talk to you know folks in the in the creative industries, whether they're writers or directors or actors, and some of these people are 1099, and some of them are paid on on a normal payroll, but normal in the sense that there's a, a you know withholding and deductions being taken, mm-hmm. but there's nothing normal about it in terms of the stability of that job and and the the longevity of things. They tend to go. Uh, project to project. If you're lucky enough to get a TV series that goes for a few seasons, you might have a few years of steady work. But really, I talk to these people and I, I really encourage folks in this industry to think of themselves as a business rather than a worker. Because, yeah, you're working today, but tomorrow you're out selling your services again and, and you're, you know, you're the CEO of your own career, essentially. And, uh, and, and and I love the way you frame that, like exactly that. You're they're a walking business, mm-hmm. right? And the quicker they're able to adapt that personality, they can start taking on the different hats they need to wear, like being your own marketing person, being your own salesman, selling yourself, which I think is very important. And to your to your point, you know, how what more complexity is it than getting two or three ginormous paychecks a year than not getting paid again for another, like, you know, like it doesn't get more complicated than that. Right. <laughs> if, if there ever was a need for some planning and thoughtfulness to things, there it is. Right. Can you hear me? Yeah, I got you. Did, okay, did we lose yeah. you? No, I, I'm good now. All right. Good. I was saying, just saying, uh, you know, whenever there was a need, whenever was there a need for more planning or, uh, or thoughtfulness than, than the situation you just described with the, the big couple of big paychecks and nothing in between scenario. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, okay. So you, you talked about your experience with uh, speaking at that event and uh, uh, sort of witnessing that these people have uh, um, uh, well, often a degree of inexperience and, and, um, and unknowing about some of the things. So, so what are some of the kinds of common pitfalls and situations that you see your clients Confronting. 
Yeah. So one of the first and foremost uh, things I see often is just they, they, it stresses them out. So they ignore it. Right. Mm-hmm. They like don't file taxes because the thought of it stresses them out. Right. Like they don't um, organize their money because the thought of it just stresses them out and they put it on the back burner for so long. And like the more, the longer you put it there, the, the larger it grows. So I think just like turning a blind eye is, is number one. And two, being um, ashamed to voice how much they don't know, mm-hmm. right? Um, because they, so they don't they don't seek out help, and um, so those are like the more psychological things I see. But like you know, like actual financial mistakes I see is like not filing taxes, not organizing their expenses to a point where they can lower how much taxes they owe mm-hmm. from a write-off standpoint, and then um, you know setting up setting themselves up and with entity-wise and organization-wise to help save. Um, on self-employment taxes and like start saving for retirement and stuff like that. Okay, cool. So if you were going to give, uh, let's, let's take it from a, a couple of different, uh, perspectives. As I said earlier, you know, there's some folks that are just starting out and getting their foot in the door in the industry and starting to, you know, to have some earnings. Um, what kind of tips would you give that person, at, when they're just starting out to get set up for success and, and, uh, uh, avoid bigger headaches later on? Right. Uh, I think first and foremost, even if you're just getting started, setting aside some portion of your income, mm-hmm. so if your future tax liability is absolutely essential. Like, you know, just starting out, set aside 15 to 20% of every dollar that you make in an account that you cannot see for the ultimate day of when you have to file taxes. Because, you know, even when, if you adapt this when you're just starting out, you know, it helps you in the long run. If you can't save, you know, a hundred of a thousand dollars, then you can't save a hundred thousand of a million dollars, right? Mm-hmm. So getting them on, the track early. So that's number one. Number two is getting a sound understanding of all the things you're now able to write off because you're a walking business, mm-hmm. right? Like, you know, if somebody calls you on your cell phone and asks about your services, you can now deduct a portion of your cell phone. When you sit and talk about your meals with, you know, your other, uh, you know, with agents and things like that. So understanding what you can write off and start tracking that stuff early because you don't want that to get out of hand. Cause once it gets out of hand, it's a snowball. Um, so set aside money for taxes, understanding what you can and cannot write off. And um, what's another common uh, uh, mistake? Well, for somebody starting out, that's what, that those are two things that I would focus on and um, just take it from there. So living a little bit below your means so that you've got the set aside available. Oh, yeah. I mean, <laughs> that, it should be a given, right? You're just starting out. But yeah, I mean, it, obviously keeping all expenses as low as possible, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Again, the, 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 the less you spend on a monthly basis, the less financial stress you'll have um, on a continuous basis because um, obviously the, the less money has to come in the door. And that's a great you know, point of talking about financial stress. You know, it, it, it's personal stress too. You know, yeah. Anybody who's ever wondered if they're going to be able to buy groceries or, or cover their, their house payment or whatever uh, knows how stressful that can be. And then that often leads you into a scenario where it's it's a never ending cycle because you're robbing Peter to pay Paul every month and so on. So, really, uh, uh, as as a as an artist starts to see a little success and get some gigs, maybe don't spend it all <laughs> all at once. Uh, you know, hold off. Don't don't buy the new car just yet. Like, make sure you've got enough saved to to uh, uh, to give yourself a cushion. And uh, yeah. any thoughts on on how big a cushion would be? I mean, you mentioned the fifteen percent or so for. For a tax uh, uh, reserve, I guess, and I love the idea of putting it into a new account, different account somewhere else. But um, you know, what about just having that rainy day cushion? As we said, 
It's unpredictable. Yeah, so that's a great question because, like, you know, the, the the rule of thumb in like the financial industry is they have three months saved, but they don't understand what creative have to go through. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, on a minimum, like, like with clients like no kids, like, and just worry about themselves, we're setting aside six months yeah. because here's the thing: I don't want you stressed out when you're searching for a gigs, for, when you're searching for new gigs, mm-hmm. and like losing your creativity because you got to get this gig to pay bills. Like, you know, like you said, there are ultimate lapses in your career because yeah. of the industry you're in. So if you have six months, like if you lose a gig, you're living fine two, three, four months. And then you get your new gig. Like, all right, we're going to replenish this and keep going again. And what I find is that when it gives, it gives them the ability to take on jobs, they want not jobs they, that they need, mm-hmm. which is very important. And, and, and two, you know, it's free. I'll have a month off. I can actually relax. I'm not head hunting for a job. Cause as you know, they work hard in those short spans. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I want to really emphasize what you said about, um, about creating what, what I'm going to call it margin in your life mm-hmm. where you, you don't have to have the stress about getting that next job or, or, um, taking a job that isn't ideal and isn't a good fit for you because you don't do your best work when you're stressed out. You don't do your best work when it's not inspiring. You know, if it's just a paycheck because you need to pay the bills, um, you know, that that's not going to necessarily reflect that well. Everybody wants to do their best work. And in the creative space, especially uh, when your juices aren't flowing, <laughs> it's just not coming out well. And, and, and I want to just take this point to give a quick story. So a few months ago, actually, um, I had a client that you know took on a gig and you know, she's fine. She's going to like it. And we had six months saved. And mm-hmm. Within two days, you know, she walked away from a $10,000 a week job mm-hmm. because it didn't fit her, right? Mm-hmm. But she would have never had that freedom to walk away from a job like that if we didn't have mm-hmm. what we had in place, right? She would have been trapped doing something that she didn't like with people that offended her on a constant basis. Mm-hmm. But so what I like to say is that gave her freedom to go do something else. And now she's going to pay $15,000 a week at a gig that she likes. So like, I think that it gives them freedom as well. And she might've missed that opportunity if she had to take the other one. Exactly. So this kind of planning and, and saving, you know, as unsexy as it sounds, you you got to save for the future for that rainy day. It actually sets you up to be in the very sexy position of saying, no, that, that gig ain't the one I'm going to wait for the better one to come along. So um, yeah, I really yeah. like that. Thank you. So let's talk about some more common Let's take someone at a sort of higher level of earnings. So someone who's had some success, maybe they own their home and they've got the, uh, maybe they've even got people working for them. What, what are some of the kinds of things that you mistakes that you would see for those folks? So the common mistakes I see with the more successful, um, creative that I work with is, uh, it kind of gets to a point of max comfortability where they just kind of let things go. And mm-hmm. the worst thing you can do when you get into your point is to get lazy when you get to that point. So like they, um, you know, won't reach out to their, you know, accountant to like get a head start on things they won't save enough because they're, they're buying things or they won't start investing that money while they have it. So they can get to a point where they don't need to use it anymore. So, um, I was, you know, with more money comes, more tax hits and that comes extremely a lot of planning. So our firm, we do year round tax planning with our clients, but we need them to be there mentally with us. So we can get to the process. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that, you know, the ones that are super, super successful, um, their, their biggest problem is the new complexity that comes with that type of earning level. Right. 
Um, so it's just making sure that they stay on top of that and if they don't get comfortable say, Hey, I'm making half a million. Like, I don't really need this stuff. Like, no, you need it more than ever now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. What about uh, setting up some systems to sort of keep an eye on things and having a routine around your money mm. so that, um, you know, Hey, when you've got other people working for you, sometimes they're spending your money for you. <laughs> yeah, yeah ab- absolutely. It's, it's really dangerous. Right. So one thing that we do for our clients, we like to take all, we like to take as much mentally off their plate. So we have mm-hmm. our accounts set up with organized buckets for separate things. Mm-hmm. So this, you know, like this money, they're paying us off a salary. This money is for taxes. This money is for their business expenses. And what it does is it helps them organize. So when a huge check comes in, it's not, what is this money for? We have a, a percentage-based system. The money mm-hmm. gets kicked to those separate accounts. And like you said, it's a system, right? So they don't have to do too much thinking. The money gets kicked to separate accounts and it's automatically organized. They just go, oh, but well, this is how much I have to spend personally. Oh, this is how much I have to reinvest into my business. And it gives them comfort without having to think too much. And don't forget setting up that splurge bucket that's just there for the discretionary yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, well, we call it a profit bucket. Like, you know, you go earn and take a vacation because you deserve this. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great advice. So, and I think that's a great tip for even if you're just starting out and even, even if you're waiting tables, you know, mm-hmm. taking some portion of each night's tips or whatever you bring home and putting it in envelopes that are assigned mm-hmm. to various budget categories, right? I mean, that's the kind of planning. Yeah. And it's actually a book called Profit First by Mike McCallum. Yeah. 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 And, um, it's the profit. It's the same methodology. Like budgeting doesn't work because it requires you to do something that you do not want to do. And that's look at an Excel spreadsheet, right? Yeah. I don't believe in that, but, um, zero based budgeting is that, Hey, when that bucket says zero, you're done. That's mm-hmm. it. You know? So it, it it's effective and it's easy, which I think is a very important part when it comes to organizing finance. Yeah. And there are banking products out there now that are making oh, this absolutely. easier to do absolutely. where you can, you can tell it, divide up every dollar that comes in according to this formula. And, um, yeah, I've seen some, some pretty cool, actually pretty cool products for kids, even to teaching kids about money and, mm. um, you know, no reason not to use something like that for ourselves and, and, uh, develop these good habits as early as we can. So if you were going to give, uh, tips, uh, something actionable that we could all do today or tomorrow this week to uh, get ourselves onto the, the success path financially. What would those be? Um, so the first tip is like building the, the proper systems around you. I can't stress that enough. Human nature is not your friend in a lot of instances, especially with the finances. So the quicker you can set up a system and a place to take the human nature out of it. Number one, number two is automate. I believe that, all of your savings should be automated to the fact that they go into the account without you having to physically do it. Because then you forget how much you're saving and then you look up and like, holy crap, like I'm saving a lot of money, right? You know? <laughs> so those are some uh, actionable tips. And then um, think about when it comes to investing, because obviously as, as creative entrepreneurs and entrepreneurs, we think that, hey, we don't need to retire because I'm going to work the rest of my life. And that's fine. And I believe in that. But I want to get you to a place that you never have to work if you don't want to. So that comes with planning and investing for the future. And I think that if you can get in the mindset of sacrificing a little today to have everything tomorrow, um, I think that, that that, that'll be something action to to get into. So, um, building systems, automating and start investing as early as possible so that you can get to a place where you don't have to work, but you just want to, because you love what you do. Well, that is really fantastic advice. Thank you for that. So, Tell us a little more about how folks can find out more about you. And do you have any resources that you'd like our uh, listeners to know about? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, cofitadvisors.com is my, um, website. 
And that's why you know, I blog and things like that. Also, I'm, I'm heavily involved on Instagram as Cofield underscore advisor. Uh, once a week, I drop a video about um, tax savings, financial savings, financial tips for creative entrepreneurs. Um, and I also have a free financial success toolkit mm-hmm. that um, I'll give you the link to and they can come in and get it. And it, it really honestly is a, a five page document that I think if you take that seriously, it will, it can literally change your life from a financial standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. And I, I, that's a wonderful gift for the audience. So we'll put that in the show notes. You'll give me the link and we'll, uh, we'll mm-hmm. get that in there. So everybody can come on over to more, better, faster media and, uh, uh, find that in this episode's show notes. So Cofield, thank you so much for joining us. Anything else you want to, any parting shots you want to give before we say good night? Um, no, just, you know, stay amazing, stay great, stay creative. And, um, I'll, you know, I'll, I love what my clients, I'm sure your clients are doing and just, you know, we appreciate the work that they do. Right on, right on. Well, thank you so much for the work that you do and for being so available to, uh, the creative community to, to help out with stuff. So we'll be, uh, we'll be saying good night now or goodbye. And, uh, Thanks very much for listening, and I'll see you again next time on More Better Faster. Valentine's Day, Dunkin's got the perfect pairings to show your love. So get down on one knee with a dozen brownie batter donuts and a cocoa mocha signature latte. Or make them swoon with a strawberry dragon fruit Dunkin' refresher with a Cupid's Choice Donut. Are you ready for love? America runs on Dunkin'. Price and participation may vary. Limited time offer.